Alright, that is the Remix Brothers That is blah 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 John LeBond said he's had enough Blah 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 and, uh, so, for, so for guys who are just joining us late, this is uh, the Fakeologist show at Fakeologist.com. Yeah. I'm John LeBond coming to you from beautiful uh, Plovdiv, Bulgaria. We've got Ad the Fakeologist from Lake Ontario. He's from Toronto. We've got Bella Set coming to us from I don't even know where. It is July 4. It's 4 o'clock local time for me. I guess it's about uh, 9 p.m. for you guys in uh, the east of America. And we're going to have a little gate crash Fakeologist show. How's that sound, Fakeologist? Sound good? Well, it depends what you mean by gate crash, but uh, yeah, I'm always happy to have you on. Um, tell us what you were doing on your last show. For you had, did you have your member Discord show? Is that what you were doing? No, the the last two hours was not a, a Discord show. I just decided to like do a live stream, and I don't really know what I was like planning to do, but I was expecting like ten live viewers. Next thing, it was forty. At one point, almost fifty. The live stream chat was going nuts. I was just like reading out their comments, but it wasn't. Uh, there was no particular uh, direction behind it. It was just uh, sometimes JLB. those are the best shows. JLB riffing. That's what some people say. I've had some people say to me, JLB, I love your website, but I'm sick of the rest of your member calls. I just want you to talk." And I'm like, "That means a lot to me. Thank you very much." <laughs> sometimes I don't feel like talking too much, but sometimes. I get on the old rosé and I... All right. Like How many yeah. sheets to the wind are you tonight? Can we ask that? On a scale of ab through to rollo, I'm about halfway between those two. Uh, oh, right. Extremes. Well, you know I'm a zero. So he's he's usually he's usually rocking the 11 all the time, isn't he? Yeah, he, he does have a tendency to go overboard. But you know what? I've been listening to the uh, Rick and Rollo shows almost every episode and I used to listen to like the whole show these days I just listen until Klaus Schwab makes his appearance that's usually the peak of the show and then lately I just kind of tune out after that so God love Rick God bless him he's been doing that in the first half hour and then I can just tune out after that because usually from there it just goes downhill doesn't it but well I'm, actually I'm to- the boys usually step back after a couple hours or when they fall off their stools and then living man Living Man comes to the show with clips, and he has an agenda that he will. He usually likes to push. He has. Um, he does Drew a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did. He had a very funny, he had a very funny line a couple weeks ago. <laughs> where he was like, he was like, "Hey, yeah, what is it now? It's the Phoenicians, is it? It's the Phoenicians." And he was like getting stuck into you for like. Uh, I know. I'm I interpreting know. what he was saying. Yeah, like, that's right. He thinks you're using that term to cover for the Jews, right? Right, and. There's something about that guy I find very endearing. Yeah. So when he was getting stuck into you, even though I like you, it was very funny to me. Oh, it was no. Like, it's oh, good. Who's it? who's it this week? The Phoenicians? I did find that. Well, the funny. thing is, I get a little tired because when I explain my position to somebody and they, and I know that he spends probably his entire week listening to his his point of view on the different podcasts that all say the same thing. And those podcasts are out there and I find them a little bit boring because I, I always think that, okay, things could be really simple or things could be a little more complex, but he likes to boil it down to it's the Jews, the Jews, the Jews. And if you listen to that all week at the end of the week, that's what you're going to think. I think we're pretty programmable in that way. Whereas I like to go all over the place and listen to different ideas. And unless everyone is covering for the Jews, 
then uh, maybe someone else is part of the power structure. Because I really don't think that, for instance, the Catholic Church and the Vatican would be too pleased if they knew that they really weren't part of the power structure at all. <laughs> it makes you wonder what they've been doing all this time. So it's a little more complicated than one particular group, I think. So, and I can hear you typing away as we hear the. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be typing in the background. No, it's I'm okay. This Twitter, so, no, we hear as many listeners as we can. No, the it's. Listeners are going to hear uh, an impromptu chat between myself, Abdefakeologist, and of course, Phyllis said, originally from Sydney. I don't even know where he lives right now, but I've met him in real life. So, Velas uh, said he's not some random dude. I actually know the guy in real life. So, the three of us can have a chat. And who knows what's going to happen tonight, Ab? This could go in any direction. I'm a little bit trepidatious, actually. This could be one of those things where I wake up in the morning. I'm like, I'm like dude, you shouldn't have done that. Dirty Benny be a, says we're uh, censored on Fakeologist and JLB's channel. I don't know what that means um, at all. So on FakeOtube, we're broadcasting loud and clear. And uh, Bella said has just stepped away. And where were we here? I was playing a clip from. The Sheep Dip podcast, a bunch of Mancunians who are brothers, apparently, that do a pretty interesting podcast. Have you ever heard of those guys? No, but I did see that you uploaded a few days ago some chat with some Mancunian girl, which I haven't listened to yes. yet yes. on my list of things to listen to, but uh, I can see you're very excited about that. You always uh, are very excited whenever a young, pretty girl comes along. Yeah, I, I can know. see that you get very excited, and I like your energy. It's like <laughs> you, you spring into life. Well, it does. It, it, girl comes along. it does pick me up. It does pick me up. I like I like young people because they are the future. And if we cannot uh, help them out, then where the hell are we going to go in the future? Actually, she has a GoFundMe. Her name is Hannah Jennings. She's a lovely woman from. And I actually wanted to. And I actually started to interview her mother, who has been a truther for a long time, and her mother is full of information, but. I know I invited Hannah first, so I had a hard time uh, going back and forth because they only had one microphone. But I'm definitely going to get her mother back on to get get her background and her research. And it's a very interesting show that we did do, and I did enjoy it. We went for a couple hours. There she is up on the screen there. She has a GoFundMe because even in socialist England, where they have National Health Service, uh, if you want to go to the front of the line or get anything done that they don't want to to do for you, you have to pay out of your own pocket. So she has a GoFundMe, even though you know what I think of GoFundMe. So I said I would, I would uh, help promote it. So she's getting close to her hundred or thousand pound goal there. But uh, it was an interesting interview. And well, it's on my list of things to listen to. I've been looking forward to it. And I have to give you massive credit. Before I start doing my um, my shtick, before I do that, massive credit to you for you've been doing so much the last two months. You've been doing like an interview two or three per week, yeah, uh, nonstop on top of your usual shows. So, man, massive credit to Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, they are my wow. usual show. If I can get a guest that I like and want to talk to, then it makes it a lot easier for me because um, I, I get. Even though I read my blog, I find it boring to read my own blog because a lot of the times I'm out of the moment. I don't even remember exactly what motivated me to make a posting. But when I can get going with a guest, 
I find that much more energizing. And as Velocet and I were saying, just having Velocet as, say, a wingman, say, on a podcast or anyone on a wingman, but Velocet I know because I know his background and I know his knowledge base, so I know and I know his microphone, so I know he's he's always good to fill in the gaps when I take a pause or take a sip of water to refresh the voice. It's just, uh, yeah, so I, I like doing the interviews, but sometimes they're risky because if I don't know the person, I never, almost never do a pre-interview. I never know how it's going to go. Sometimes it can go pear-shaped, as uh, the Australians like to say. Sometimes it can just keep keep flowing. So, But thank you for that. I appreciate all the promo you're doing. Oh, my viewer count has dropped to eight on the uh on Mine's the up to sixteen now. On on YouTube right now we've got sixteen people. Yeah, I wonder what the censor censorship thing means, but anyway, do not know. So the no, John no. so John LeBon has a YouTube channel. I'll promote that real quick. If you just go to John LeBon, I guess, in YouTube and do a search, you're going to bring it up. Bro, guess who just left a comment in my live stream chat? By the way, many people left comments. I thank them. I'm going to read their comments in a section. But guess who just left a comment? IPS. Infinite Plane Radio. Inf- yes. We should we should try and get him on the show right now. How, how epic would that be? Well, I will definitely get him on. Um, the question is, what's the best way to send him a link? The link I sent you, you can send it to him. And if he, he has a restream, so if he wants to bring in a restream too, certainly welcome. Actually, we met. Oh, uh, yeah, the restream thing. Yeah, I'll never forget how you sort of uh, bamboozled us six months ago. Well, at the last minute, I thought of it. It wasn't a bamboozle. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it was at the last minute, wasn't it? Okay. Totally not a premeditated. I thing. know, but what else? We, we didn't even arrange to uh, figure out how we were going to talk. But yeah, we should. Um, we did commit to once a month, and we haven't done once a month. So we have to recommit to that. Which is easy to uh, slip. So, if uh, is Sunday always the best time to connect for you? I suppose because of the time difference. Well, whether it's Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, the the time difference remains the same. So, I'm always going to be seven hours ahead of you. So, yeah, the only time I'm up this late is if I'm out drinking. And right. normally, if I'm out drinking, I'm actually out with people. Tonight, I'm not because it's Sunday. It's this city, it's a great city, but Sunday is a bit dead. So I find myself uh, at home. And here I am talking with you. So how about I, if I just send your link? Oh, Infinite Plane is Infinite uh, AFK, Plane. it says here. Yeah, he's away from his keyboard, so I think that means... Oh, okay. I, okay, I won't do it then. So I'm let's just keep talking about you, johnlebond.com. So you've got your live stream on there. I see it right now. So that's fantastic. Dude, we're up to 20 people watching live. This will probably get to 30 or 40, right? So... Like, yeah. I don't, no, this is not me trying to be a smartass. I'm just saying, like, if you're getting five or ten to your shows, I know people hate YouTube, but that's where the people are, brother. That's where they are. Yeah, we we, like we know that. We know that, yeah. yeah. We know how it works. So what have you... I actually just got... Let me just go to your um, your latest channel here. And you asked a question, was I right? You always send me a little tag on Twitter, which which uh, yes. implies that, that I should... Velocet. Check this out, bro. I was flying from Tallinn, Estonia. This was about a week ago, back down to Bulgaria, right? I'm you on the went... plane. Wait, you went I've, to Estonia? I've got my podcasts ready to listen to on the plane, and I'm looking forward to listening to Ab and Velocet, because I'm a big fan of both of you, as you know. And I'm listening to your chat. It's a good chat. 
At some point, Velocet, the cheeky bugger, makes some comments about how, because oh, because you said that oh JLB is always using Twitter and, and tagging people, and then Velocet says worse to the effect of oh but JLB's um Twitter taggings they're very monotonous and he he always tags the same people and it's all very methodical and I was like Velocet you're a smart guy, you know why I do that I tag the Infant Plan Society I tag Fakeologist and I tag one or two other people to in the hope they will then uh, re retweet what I've tweeted, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I didn't understand Velocet's uh, apparent cynicism about that. It's a, like what I do is uh, sensible, I think. So yes, I, I do retweet you, uh, Ab. That's a that's a complimentary thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I get more notifications because of your retweets or, or your tags mm-hmm. than anyone else, which I'm fine with. I'm always puzzled that all of a sudden I'll get a pile of notifications on Twitter and I know it can't because of anything I've said. And then sure enough, it's your, it's your tag that gets retweeted. So you definitely have a, a much more loyal Twitter following. I have no problem with it whatsoever. There's no such thing as bad publicity. So if it gets people mm-hmm. looking at my pathetic Twitter stream, then I'm all for it. I have no problem with it. I'm just always, it's always amusing. Because when you tag someone, it kind of compels them to answer you right away, or at least that's how I think. Because I always deal with things as they come in. And if I don't deal with something right away, then I'll probably never deal with it. So my reaction is, okay, I got to answer right now. And actually, you put a question about financial organization on one of your tweets, and then it led to Reddit. And I actually took that topic and put it on the Fakeologist forums because I don't want to give energy to a third-party forum lest they decide to delete it or edit it. So I took your question and answered it on the Fakeologist forums. And I thought it was a pretty good question about how people manage their finances or do they blow all their money all the time and have no idea where it's going. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm with you. Well, I think most people have no idea where money's going. Just give me one sec. I'm trying to like uh, coordinate my. How about Velisad? Is he back media. from his uh, burning off his his avioli and his lungs? I guess not. When he goes for a smoke, he goes for a smoke. All right, let's look at the chat. I know this show's all over the place, guys. So um, don't have too much chattage in the uh, main chat. If anyone is in the FacoTube chat. Um, just sound off and you can ask a question over there and I'll try and answer it. Um, getting back to where we were. So we are the 5%. I thought that was a really good podcast by the, the boys at sheepfarm.uk.co. And I'm going to invite them on my show. Um, when I want bad news, I take a look at Vox Day. Boxday.net, fantastic blogger. I don't, I think he was an American that left America 20 years ago, as you put over here. And, uh, he links to all kinds of really good places, including this guy, market-ticker.org. And my goodness, he is another one of these people drilling down on the vaccine damage statistics. And one of the, one of the conclusions he's coming to by trying to collate and gather all the statistics is one in five, one in five women that take the clot shot are probably going to be sterilized in one form or the other. 
which is great news if you're into the IVF business in in vitro fertilization. That business is going to skyrocket, I'm sure, in the next 20 years. And it will be, what it will do is eliminate most poor people from being able to reproduce because it's extremely expensive and it's not guaranteed at all. So you put your money up front, you roll the dice, you takes your takes your chances there. So if you, like me, were extremely skeptical of Deagle, anyone remember Deagle, which was predicting the collapse of the West? And I believe Deagle died in the last year, and then the website went away. I still think you can find an archive. But they were really, really, uh, really predicting some pretty drastic... Hey, listen, you know, I love you, you know I love you, but like, he's a, here's the good thing that Marcus has done. He's come up with this idea of like, he throws you an idea, you answer, Tiago answers, uh, Frank answers, then you move on. Like, let's keep it dynamic. Let's not ramble here too much. Are you cool with that? Let's get some topics going. Yeah? Everybody? Well, I was talking about Deagle. Do you want to say something about Deagle? Well, Deagle's this website that supposedly claimed the population was going to drop in. Like, we don't really know what's going to happen next, do we? So, uh, so you and I haven't spoken for six months, right? All right. When, when did we do the IPS so, show? Was that six months ago? I'm saying six months. I might mean five months. But it, it was the best part of six months ago, I would say. Yeah. All right. All right. Go ahead. So it's it's now summer where you are. It's it's the best time of the year for you guys, especially in your city. The, the winters are terrible, right? They're cold. How are things in your part of the world, Ab? Like how are things for you? Uh, like not, not trying to get too personal, but like how are you feeling about life right now? It's been two and a half years. It looks like the nonsense is disappearing. How are you feeling about the whole thing? Well, I had a good day today. You're right. The weather's fantastic. I was outside most of the day soaking it in. We had a nice... Uh, Surf and turf uh, Sunday meal with the mother-in-law. We brought her out of her uh, roost and brought her into some fresh air to um, hopefully help her health as a uh, an older senior citizen. And we had a great afternoon. It was wonderful. So that's fine. Um, there's still some friction amongst other people in my family because they still believe that there is a contagious virus going around. And whenever they get sick, they immediately attribute it to COVID. They don't really think of anything else. So if it's a cough, a wheeze, a hack, a sneeze, it's COVID no matter what. I don't know if they actually get tested. And and they're still afraid to pass it on to other people, mainly seniors like my parents. They don't want to be around them. So that tells me that the fear is still high in people that I know and respect, which is too bad. But uh, overall, they have uh, deconstricted us for the time being. So the boa constrictor has loosened here in Canada for now. But um, there's always whatever's next. I think everyone's always waiting for the shoe to drop again. And that would probably be in September. So, you know, Why September? well, it's just because that's the fall and that's when things change. Things always change in the fall, for one one way or the other. It's it's a it's a major time of change, and that's when all the rich people get back from their vacation. A lot of rich people take. I, I would include the government class. They probably take the entire summer off. Not much happens in the summer because everyone's enjoying the weather. That's why I said that. But uh, overall, that's what's going on here. 
It's funny. I just got mm-hmm. an email from someone that says donation for you. I always read the word donation anytime it comes in to my email. It says here, greetings, beloved. I am Mrs. BT Heister, a German billionaire heiress. She is one of the two children of Carl Albrecht, who founded the Aldi discounter and his brother Theo, along with her brother Carl Albrecht. They've agreed to donate you the sum of 2.8 million pounds. Wow. Now I have to contact her to get the funds. Probably all you have to do is just send them $7,000 <laughs> and then that will unlock the 2.8 million. It's a good I, deal. I know, but the only thing that makes me laugh, I thought it was really, because I do get messages about donations. It's going to have some very wonderful people that donate. Normally they get filtered into my donor file on my uh, email program. I don't even see them till later, but they get collated so I don't miss them later. But anyway, that's not a real donation, so I'm not going to bother there. So other than that, um, things have been fairly reasonable, fairly normal. How about where you are? You just said you came back from Estonia. That's that's amazing. So you're flying all over the oh place. Oh, my goodness How are gracious. you flying yeah, around there? Uh, 11 or 12 days in Estonia, which is um, like a Baltic country. It's uh, in the north of Eastern Europe, just below Finland, just to the west of uh, St. Petersburg in Russia. So we're talking genuine northeastern Europe and... Oh, boy, yeah. I've got some stories I wish I could tell you, but it was well, an amazing experience. I'm very glad I did it. Well, tell me, a, is, tell me one story at least. Uh, well, I, I caught up with a guy who runs his own truth website in Estonia. Okay. And this is a country of 1.3 million people. So it's a very small little country. And this guy, everybody knows this guy, right? I've Every, every time I met an Estonian person for the last three or four years, I'll say to them eventually, not not the first thing I say to them, but like eventually I'll be like, oh, do you know this guy called Hando? They all know this guy because in their country, he is like the Alex Jones of their country. He's the crazy anti-vaxxer, blah, blah, blah. So I've, I've known this guy for seven years, but I only met him in real life for the first time when I went to Estonia. And this guy is possibly... The coolest person on the planet. Certainly the coolest guy I've ever met. It was, it was an amazing uh, little trip to meet him. And so I had a great time. The reason I brought up Estonia was because when I was flying back from Estonia to Bulgaria, I was listening to Adafakologist and Velocet from Sydney talking about their plans. And uh, that's why I raised that topic. And uh, it sounds like, Ab, you and Velocet, he's almost like your 2IC on this website now. You guys are... Running fakeologist. And, and he has done a very good job redesigning your website, by the way. No offense, but your old blog format aesthetically was a little bit old, like a little bit passe. I think he's done a great job redesigning your website. What say you? I'm very grateful that he wanted to put any effort into it. I always put sort of the minimum effort just to get it up there and going with the, with the idea that I, they'd get back to it to tune it up. And never got around to it because I always go in many other directions. And uh, yeah, Sarah, his wife, and himself have put a lot of energy into it. And I've been most grateful. And it's actually, it's fun when someone else is interested in your work to that extent. Because then you can riff off each other and pass ideas around. Uh, It's just much more interesting to, uh, for me. He helped stir up more interest in my own website on my behalf because I have been doing it for 10 years and the interest comes and goes as you might know as life takes us into different directions 
but he helped and he spruced it up and I'm super grateful for that. So yeah, I'm just looking up Estonian also, now. He's below box, the way Thank you um, very much for the kind words from both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I you're agree. back. So, huh? also, while you're there, Velsa, let me say this. This oh, yeah. um, box thing you're doing with his audio, with uh, Ab's audio, yeah. my, um, the, the, I'm, my, main, my main phone that I use to podcast with, for some reason the headphone jack doesn't work anymore. So I have to use my old phone to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. The problem is it doesn't have very good audio. So most podcasts are not very loud. But the Velo Box, the way that it um, compresses audio or uh, whatever it does, all of the fake audio audio chats, all of them, they sound good. I can hear every word that's being said. Whatever you're doing, dude, is working fantastic. So as, as a fake audio listener, as one of like the five or six people in the world who gives a shit about this place and listens to most stuff, <laughs> what you've done has really improved it. Massive thanks to you. Seriously. Oh, thank you very much. And and, and to, to ride, ride on the coattails um, of that, the point of that was that, um, yeah, I can do this stuff for other people. So if anyone likes what I've done, you can get in touch and I can do that stuff for you too. That's well, correct. I, do, I just hope that Ab is splitting his, um, if he gets a donation, I hope he's, he's giving you like a 20% cut or something. What you've done has really uh, improved the place. I think of like Ab as a talent. Ab has a natural ability to talk to people and he's good at it. But the technical side, you've just, improved it um like not just ten percent or twenty percent like a hundred percent so uh big thanks as a listener thanks to both of you really yeah the last uh, few months of being fantastic. I agree I agree and we blow smoke weekly up his behind and and uh deservedly so no, good so, you, so you met good the on. main man in Estonia. Estonia is a really interesting country it's very small as you said it's tucked right up against Mother Russia and I think it was mainly within the kingdom of Sweden or the kingdom of Russia for most of its history. Is that is that correct? I don't know their official history. But here's what I can tell you as someone who actually spent 10 or 11 days there. Estonians, my impression of them was misplaced because I know him so well. I've known him for seven years. He found my work through the ball. Let's hit the round table. Do you remember that? Uh, by the way, back in 2015, of course. Remember back in 2015, I can't believe it's been that long. People, this was this was before Rick. This was before even Frank was very common here. This was back when um, the English dude, what's his name? He now works in nursing homes. What's his name? Uh, help me out here. Tom Delper. Back when, back when Tom Delper was like your main uh, guy who would come here, yeah. And also the Swedish, the, sw- the weird autistic Swedish guy. He thinks everyone's a shul. Unreal, but he's in France and Unreal. he's Norwegian. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not, not, not Swedish, uh, France. Back when Tom Delpra and Unreal, like your main regulars on the show, and also, um, of course, uh, uh, the drunk guy from, uh, Newcastle, um, Roller. Back when those were your three main people, back then, I was doing the baller skeptic round table, right? This guy from Estonia found my work through that show. Yeah. So he's known me for like seven years. He's been saying for years, come and visit me in Estonia. I've got a spare place to stay. Come and visit me. And I was always like, yeah, yeah, like one day. But finally, it happened, Ab. And I'm telling you, it was an amazing experience. And it's probably changed me as a person. I think for the better, it was incredible. He is genuinely the Alex Jones of Estonia. And I mean that in a good way. Not in a, oh, he talks shit like Alex Jones is bullshit. I mean, as in like, you know how like in, in our countries, most people have heard of Alex Jones, right? They've heard of him, right? In Estonia, 
this guy is that guy. They've all heard of him. He has really made, like, made an impression on people. So to get to spend time with him and his people, uh, for as long as I did, like, there's no amount of money that you could put a price on this. It was phenomenal experience. And I just feel blessed to have done that. It was, it was incredible. It was amazing. It was amazing. And, and what, he, what he said to me was, oh, cause, you know, on Tuesday, we want to get the film. He's got a, his own film, uh, people. He's like, on Tuesday, make sure you're ready. Let's do a, a, a 15, 20 minute, uh, video interview. Uh, you'll be the special guest. They've got their own offices and he's like, just come and be ready for this. And I was but, like, okay, on Tuesday morning, I'll be ready. What's the show called? Unfortunately, unfortunately, on Monday night, I went out with my friend Fung, who's a member of my website, he was on the bond.com. He was also in Estonia. We had uh, one or two beers too many. And uh, at, at midday, I wake up, there's a knock on the door. It's Hando. <laughs> he's like, are you ready for the interview? The cameraman's ready to go. I'm like, oh, shit. I feel like a piece of shit. Didn't have time to shave. Didn't have time to get ready. Next thing we're in the car on the way to the studio. Next thing I'm in front of these cameras, these lights. Uh, Hando and his beautiful wife have got all the questions ready to interview me. I felt like a piece of shit for not being prepared. But the one good thing, I was still a little bit drunk. And sometimes when I've been drinking, I flow. So the 15, 20 minutes flowed beautifully. Where can we see that, johnlebond.com? Well, they're publishing it to their website. They've like they, What is they their website the called, please? Can you tell us their website? Well, they're, they're called they're called telegram.de. Yeah. Have they got the called, have they got the video up now? We need to go have, have a little sniff at that. Have a little look. What we're going to do is It's telegram.ee. Is that what you said? Yeah, and you have to understand that this is like you know how you guys like I don't use Telegram, you guys do. I don't use Telegram, the the app. They called their website Telegram before Telegram right. was the thing. So they're totally different. It's telegram.ee and the telegram is in a message. They've been running that for like 10 years before the yeah. camera thing. So once they have uh, published their website and given their members a, a chance to watch it, then I will publish it to my website. And with their blessing, maybe I will publish it uh, publicly. But it was a terrific conversation. And the thing with Hando is he understands the history hoax in a way that I think Ab Maybe you understand it, but many of your uh, main people don't understand it. And most, even most people watching this right now don't understand it. They don't, they don't understand the history hoax is the real deal. Hando does. So we spoke about that and uh, we spoke about many things and like, I he? cannot convey to you what a wonderful experience that was. I just felt like a piece of shit. I did, like, I literally was planning to shave and, like, look good John, and John, I can't and... believe you missed a show because you were drunk. Does that happen? I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. Well, I was there. Okay, you almost missed it. I just wasn't it. looking my best. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? Here's, here's what I'm going to do for you, Ab. I'm going to send you a photo. They sent me a photo from their photographer. <laughs> I'm going to send you a photo right now. Oh, no, I'm, this is serious. I'm going to send it to you right now. Are they on so YouTube? Because I couldn't find a YouTube link on their own Telegram site. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm post. This They're thing. on YouTube.ee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's, what's your best email, by the way? Let me. Ima at fakeologist.com. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let me Telegram, just... Estonia, Handel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's not just him. So, so Ab, like, uh, the way that you speak about your wife, she sounds like she's a good wife and you had a good life. I'm very, um, 
Thanks. I'm kind of jealous of you, actually. But imagine if your wife didn't just listen to your crazy stories. She actually supported you. That's what Hando's wife does. She's totally into this. She's awesome. So the two of them run their website together and they interviewed me together. Oh my God. It was, a, it was an amazing, like, I can't even, I can't describe it to you, man. It was just, put it this way, put it this way. If I wasn't there, I wouldn't have believed it. So if you guys don't believe me, that's fine. But I'm going to send you a photo right now from the interview. It was just ridiculous, man. It was crazy. Why wouldn't we believe you? Because oh, it's too good to be true, Velocet, man. Like, imagine, put it this way, Velocet, uh, and I don't think you'll mind me saying this, you have a partner in life who is very intelligent and very pretty. If you wanted to do a Red Ice Radio thing, you could do it, right? Henry Palmer and his, his, his wife thing. Now, probably you're too smart to go down that path. But if you did, you could probably succeed. Well, guess what? Henrik and his girl have succeeded. Hando and his uh, girl, they're succeeding. Like, people love the idea of a couple who are both awake, right? It works. But to actually be with them and they're asking you these questions and you're giving answers in front of cameras and uh, lighting, it's, it's very hard to describe to you guys. That's what I'm trying to say. It's very hard to describe. It was amazing. And I just wish I had have had time for a shave. I just wish I could have scrubbed up a little bit, you know? I wish I'd have, uh, but I, was, I got, I got, uh, I went for a few beers the night before, you know? It looks like unknown to... caller is on. Let's see, let me type this in and unmute you. Hello, how's it going? Yeah. Unknown caller. Testing, testing. Can you hear me? I hear you. <laughs> Chris, Sounds it's like John Lebonne from, uh, yeah, it's John LeBon here, my friend. Uh, good to finally get a chance to speak to you. Hey, man, I'm glad you called in. Cool. Um, is this, is I this watched, Chris Kendall? That's funny. I got Chris Kendall on the line. Chris, can you hold on a sec? We're trying to do a show here. Oh, dude, no, this, so I'm guessing that this is, um, this is, uh, Velocet who's done that. No, that it's was me. My first, you know, it, it was me, actually. I'm, I'm not, I didn't do that. That was my first and only chat with Chris Kendall before he allegedly passed away, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, this is heavy. I got the link from Dirty Benny. I wish I had one more bottle of rose. Dirty Benny um, said it showed that um, you have a lot of humility in class, and uh, that's why I pulled it up. I pulled it up off your website, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of sad that uh, Chris is no longer with us in one way or the other. I would love to talk with you, Ab, and we will said about Chris Kendall. Before we do, I just sent you an email. Mm-hmm. In in it is a photo of me appearing with Andrew and his beautiful wife. So, did you receive that email? Can you like? I did. Th- this is like this is not a private photo. You, you're welcome to share this publicly. All right. Can you bring that up on your screen? You do that. I will. I thought I didn't shave, but yeah, I'll bring it up on the screen. Hold on a sec. See if I can bring it up here. Uh, okay. Oh, cool. We're going to see. Cool. We're going to see oh, Jean yeah. Lovano. Do you start all your calls with, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, usually. That's, that's, you know how um, your, with the fake roll, uh, not the fake roll, yeah. just uh, Rick and Rollo. It's, um, what, what does he say? Um, <laughs> can you hear me? What's, what's, what's uh, Rollo's thing? Um, Okie dokie, pig and a pokey. Pig and a pokey. I love yeah, that. Okie dokie, pig and a pokey. And then he says, then he says, Rick, can you hear me? And Rick says, I most certainly am. Right, like it's like the opening. It's good. It's a cool thing. Yeah. My thing is, can you hear me? 
but I'm being quite serious because... You're not being cheeky? I, yep, I most certainly can, 100%, 100%. <laughs> 100%, yeah. So I, I don't have a producer, so I'm, it's it's a logistical thing. It's just like, can we can we sort out my audio? So yes, if, if you can show that photo... Like, I'm I will. I'm just trying to find where the hell it landed. For, for a dude... For a dude who was out until five o'clock in the morning, I think. I think most I'm recent not video they well, out. but I think it's not the worst. It was like they last, not too long after I did the last call. The one about the Egypt amusement park, ancient Egypt is an amusement park. All right, there you are, Jean Lebon. You're up on the screen in all your glory. Have you glory. put the photo up yet? I only saw the one with Grizzly Adams. Yeah, the Grizzly Adams sandwich between two uh, proper Finnish Estonian type looking people. I, I I can see we have our show art. Wait, for but tonight. if I if I get if I understand correct, John's John's claim is that for this appearance he was about to go and shave all that off, except for the fact <laughs> no, that no, no, not shave it all off, just trim <laughs> oh, okay, it. Okay, right, and try and look a bit more. I was going to say, like you, you would have had to start three days before, so I'm not sure what you know the whole thing about. You would have had to go to the Estonia Forest Service to get that done. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, no, you got me. Like, uh, I look a bit silly. I'm just trying to say, like, I just felt like I should have been more professional. They were so cool about it. And the interview, like, I was a little bit nervous. I'm like, holy shit, this is their website. This is their business. These guys are, like, super successful in their country. And here I am rocking up a little bit hungover, let's be honest. A little bit of a stank a on you as well? No, no, I had a shower. I was fine. But here's the thing. So once we started, once I started asking questions about history hoax... Man, I was in the flow. So for 15, 20 minutes, man, I was in the flow. It was a great interview. So I hope I can share it with you guys here at uh, fakeologist.com. Uh, as soon as I can, I will. But in the meantime, how cool is that photo? Like these guys are professionals, Ab. Like imagine, see the guy to my right. That's Hando. He's a rock star. He's, he is well known in Estonia for a bunch of reasons. And look at him. He's handsome as F. And then look at his wife. They're gorgeous. And here I am sandwiched between them. And we're doing a we're doing a genuine conversation about why do you think history is not real? Like this is to 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 you guys and to most of the audience, all of this truth stuff is a side project. It's just trivial entertainment for these guys. This is real life. So to get to be with them and talk about it with them, like I can't describe to you how cool that was. And I just hope, Ab, I hope that if they ever uh, invited you, you would go there. Or if Vela said ever got the chance to go there, he would go there. It, all of this, oh, you know, they're lying, blah, blah, blah. I was going to say, has he got any media producer jobs going? Bro, yes. Like, uh, Vela said, let's talk off the record, dude, uh, when we're not talking here live. Like, these guys are the real deal, man. All this idea of, oh, blah, 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 blah. No, we're bullshit. These guys are the real deal. You understand? These guys are the real deal. Like, And look at him. You got him on the screen right now. He's a freaking rock star, this guy. He is a, he's one of the most, he's one of the most, no, not, not one of the most. He is the most brilliant man I've ever met in my life. He's the real deal. And do they make the, money the, doing this, John? This is their whole business, Ab. Yeah. This is their life. So, like, you get some donations to what you do, and you deserve every cent. And everybody listening right now who's ever donated money to Ab, you're a good person, right? But Ab doesn't make much to Well, not every cent. Job. He just said he should give 20% to me. Well, he'll give at least 20% to you. I would say 50%, actually. The Velo Box is an, an amazing device. You really help the website. But let's just say he gets a few thousand dollars a year. 
Tumuli does, and he does it every cent, right? This is my full-time job, but I make fuck all money, let's be honest. That's why I'm living in fucking Bulgaria right now, part of my language, right? These guys, they work so hard and have done so well getting the message out. This is their business. Look at that telegram. This is their office. This is what they do, right? In a country of 1.3 million people. So the point of all of this is... Very small country. People like... Oh, minuscule country, dude. 1.3 million people. That's like one third of Melbourne. The city I grew up in, if you carved it up into three pieces, one of those three pieces is their country. Yeah. Hard to believe it's a country. And yet, and yet they've made a success of it. And I think they're living uh, a very good life. So for me, these people are inspirational, truly inspirational. And I hope that one day you get a chance to go there. Really, because what you're doing is the same as them. Like what you're doing, like you're speaking the truth, right? Doesn't mean I agree with you about everything and you don't agree with me about everything. And I don't agree with them about everything. Like Hando believes in climate change. I don't, but it doesn't matter what you agree or disagree about. What matters is, are you trying to speak the truth? These two are, Hando and his wife are, and they have succeeded. So I just wish more people knew about these guys. I wish more people knew that. There are two real people doing this and they're doing a good job and they're succeeding. They are freaking amazing. I, I can't even describe to you. Uh, it, it, these 11 days that I spent in Estonia, which by the way, most of those 11 days weren't with them. I only spent three days with them. The rest of the time was just in Estonia in general. But this 11 days has uh, changed me. Uh, these people are real, man. Don't zoom in on me. Don't zoom in too much. <laughs> You're going to see the fucking... Bags under my eyes. I was fucked, man. The sun never goes down, bro. At this time of the year in Estonia, the sun doesn't go down. So if the sun's not down, why stop drinking? You know what I'm trying to say? So I went a bit overboard when I was there. But I think my interview was pretty good. I think it was pretty good. And look at Hando. He's a fucking rock star. Look at that guy. Yeah, but you're going to screenshot that for the, the yeah. art? Yeah, I did already. Yeah, I figured that. Okay, you already got it. Cool. Yeah, I good. didn't hear the screenshot sound effect this time. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. It was just a little bit of a <laughs> ding that, yeah. Sorry, I, I should turn the sound off on that, but it's okay. Dude, Ab, 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 imagine where it says Telegram, mm-hmm. imagine if they said fakeologist.com. Now, I'm not saying that you should do this or aim for this. I'm just saying hypothetically, because you've done a lot of work, man, for 10 years now. I'm saying hypothetically, what if you had enough supporters who believe in what you're doing, such as me and Velocet, like myself and Velocet have both supported you a lot. And if you yeah. had enough people who support you, that that didn't say Telegram, that said fakeologist.com, and you had an office where this was your full-time thing, right? I know that sounds crazy. I know how crazy that sounds. But that is real life because those two on your screen, that is their real life. These people aren't cartoon characters, man. This is real life. Yeah, um, yeah, I could be. It can be done. I could be be here, my wife here, and you could be sitting in between my wife and I. That that is my life dream, actually. (laughs) You just described it. (laughs) Uh, Can we bring Chris back? Uh, No, not that one. Okay, Chris isn't coming back. He said, "Sorry, Chris." (laughs) That was just a timely sound drop. Okay, so you had a good time, and you 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 talked to Handel over there in Estonia. That sounds fantastic. How's your 
How's your friend Fung doing? You guys are still palling around Europe? Oh, bro, check it out. So Fung came to stay with me Fung. here in um, Plovdiv. I've got a two-bedroom apartment. I've got a spare bedroom. I said, come and stay. And uh, he was the first person who did. And he ended up staying for a month. He's super cool. After a month here, he went to Asia to see some other people. Then we rendezvoused in Estonia to go to Hando's party. Because Hando, all these Estonian people, in the middle of summer, the sun doesn't set. So all the, not all Estonians, most Estonians have a special party. They call it Yanapath, which is like their Thanksgiving or their Christmas. It's the biggest party. So we went to Hando's Yanapath. And so for three days, we were partying out in the forest in uh, Hando's uh, summer uh, place. And I won't say too much publicly because it's not my place to say this, but it was an epic party and I will never forget that party. That was, that was a crazy party. And Fung was there. He was having the time of his life. I was there. Hando and obviously his uh, beautiful wife was there and all their friends were there. And um, I just hope anybody who hears this, if Hando ever invites you to Estonia, please go and just, it's a different world. Was it like Bohemian Grove? Were there lots it's of Estonian girls? It's a little bit like Bohemian Grove, yeah. Wow. It, it is, it is, but not, not in a bad way. Not in yeah. a bad way, man. Not in a bad way. Yeah. That's cool. Very good. All right. The most, put it this way. Put it this way. Put, I'll, I'll just say this. Mm-hmm. If you go to his party, you will meet the most beautiful people wearing the most beautiful clothes, uh, having the most beautiful time. Um, Did anyone have his beard, a uh, beard and hair as big as yours? No, Estonians don't have beards, man. Right. They all thought I was a hippie. They all thought I was a fucking hippie. Right. Because I like, at the party, I was the hippie guy, put it that way, which right. wasn't my intention, but uh, that's how it panned out. Right. Okay. Not a lot of beards in this, in Estonia. No, Estonians don't wear beards. They don't wear beards. So especially a beard as crazy as mine, I was the hippie guy. But here's my plan. My plan is I want to go back to their party next year. I want to go clean shaven, go to a barber, get a nice haircut, wear some nice clothes. I want to like fit in because uh, Hando's friends are like, they're, they're successful people. Let me just put it that way. You know what I mean? So, okay, very good. Yeah, yeah, And Hando and his wife are successful too. Like, that's what I'm trying to convey to you guys. We, we, we're surrounded in this little corner of the internet by losers and cynics and pieces of shit who just tear each other down because they're pieces of shit. What I'm trying to say to you is it doesn't have to be this way. And Hando is proof that you can have a very different attitude to all of this and do well. He is leading what I would consider a very idealistic life because he doesn't have this negativity, okay? And no offense to you, Ab, but some of the people on your site are negative pieces of shit. Hey, John, what and is his take on the whole... Yeah, okay. What's his whole take on the coronavirus uh, great reset? What does he say on that? That's his main focus. The last two years, that's been sure. his main focus. What does he say? He, he's got partners. He's got partners. They've published books about the coronavirus hoax. Like they've literally published books okay. that have sold copies, okay? Calling this thing bullshit, the government response bullshit. They're literally publishing books, moving copies, making money, spreading truth. What's his take like, on the injection? Or against? Take, well, I, I, I want to speak for him. 
Well, if Hando make- was here, I think if Hando was here, I think he would say it would be foolish. Like I don't speak for him, but put it this way, Ab. But what has he's he on said? The same page as you and me. So has he said anything publicly about it? Does he? I can't speak. I can't speak Estonian. But oh, okay. I think if he was here, if he was here, and you asked him, yeah. is it wise to take an injection from a multi-billion-dollar pharmaceutical company uh, who have no reason to give a freaking flying f about you? Right. Would you take it? I think he would say no. Would be my guess. I don't want to speak for him. Okay, that's good to hear. Hmm. Like I'm trying to tell you, dude, he's a real deal. Like, Let, in, let's in, say he's probably wait. miles ahead of Steve Kirsch. Well, dude, I didn't even know about Steve Kirsch. So yesterday, I'm going for my daily walk. I like to go for a daily walk, especially in summer. And it's Marcus Allen. It's Adafakeologist. It's Frankus Tiago, who, by the way, is now my new favorite weekly show that I listen to. It used to be Rick and Rollo, but then Rick started getting really negative and like. Rick's been talking a lot of shit lately about me for no reason. I've never said nothing bad about that guy. And lately he's been negative about me. So then I'm so glad that Tiago and Frank and uh, Ab and Marcus come along. Your, your weekly show now is my favorite weekly show. So I'm listening yesterday. I'm listening and Marcus is crapping about Steve Kirsch. And I'm like, guys, like you've got to drop the inside baseball. Some of us don't read your sub stacks or follow your bullshit. I don't know who the fuck Steve Kirsch is. So if you want to spend half an hour saying that Steve Kirsch is bullshit, that's fine. But you have to start the show by saying why I should give a fuck. And you didn't do that. So it's basically just half an hour of uh, Marcus crapping up at someone. Why do I care about this guy? Why do I care about him? Who is he? Who is this guy? Yeah, they were, you're right. Waste of my time. Yeah, sorry, we should have yeah, we should have been better well, on that's, that. I brought that particular topic up the other night when I was solo with Ab. And then I think I believe on, on one of those shows that they did, someone had a list of bullet points about things that Steve like like hates the best of what Steve Kershaw said or something, and it made me think, why would I ever want to follow that person? Yeah. Well Who is he? Why do I give a fuck? Like what what has he said that makes him worth Ab's okay. attention? I've what done, is he what has he said? That makes him worth Marx's attention. Like, yeah. what, what has he done? I've made many links to Steve Kirsch. He's one of the most outspoken people against the vaccine. Now, he has other motivations because he has a COVID treatment, I think, called Plaxaville, another pharmaceutical. He believes in the virus, but he's very outspoken against this experimental biological injection. He has spent many, many of his posts highlighting all the deaths. He's the one that developed a... Uh, underreporting factor for VARES. He's the one that has said the VARES database, which is a voluntary database of vaccine injuries, is underreported by a factor of at least 41. And therefore, he's extrapolate, extrapolated the deaths to about a million from the vaccine and the injuries even more, maybe to 5 million. He is the most consistent talking about it and he does speak publicly all over the place and I have put a couple clips of his and even an entire video that he that he called Elephant in the Room that I thought was very well done but uh, overall they're like like anyone else he has things that we we can disagree with easily and that always becomes the focus which I think is wrong and I always take what I think is the best part of different people and their views and publicize and promote it 
what was his was it did I did I mean correct me if I'm wrong did did someone on one of your shows ab say whether he was vaccinated or not he said he was vaccinated but he would not do it again so why are you listening to this guy well that's why you like, have why to why is he even worth 2 minutes of your okay, attention because he is the one that is speaking out the most vehemently and the most clearly about the dangers of the vaccine nobody else with his education and uh, his ability to elucidate a point is out there speaking. So that is why I publish and highlight a lot of his stuff. You're out there speaking. You're you're doing yes. it. I'm not on stage though. I'm not all over the place. I'm not a millionaire billionaire tech guy from California. I don't have that kind of clout. So that's why I I I promote it. But I thank you, Velocet, for that little hat tip there. Okay, so you promote him, and then he turns around and says that he believes that the virus has been isolated, and now it's all disappointment. No, oh, it's let's not. Spend half it an really hour isn't talking about it's, it's, it's just it's, well, it's just a point that I disagree with. I wish Dave J was here. He would he would okay. slap you into order very quickly. It's not a waste of time to promote different parts. I don't promote every a- aspect of the John LeBon experience because I don't. Did you did you reach out to Steve Kirsch to interview him? No. No, because I typically will try and get people that I don't hear much from. Well, you think he's too good for you? You think he's too big for you? No, Steve Kirsch is so widely published. He has his own platforms. He knows exactly how to get the word out. There's really nothing I don't know because he's put everything he has out there in videos. He does interviews. He does a sub stack. I'm very clear on his position on everything. I'm good. But, for instance, other people don't necessarily have the platform or the voice. Those are the people I tend to talk to. For instance, I interviewed a guy, an 81-year-old anti-vax guy in Chicago. He has a website, but he has no audio. So that's the kind of guy I like to have on because otherwise... Is that a guy who lives in that little island, little Toronto island? Actually, he doesn't live there. I think he... Yeah, I interviewed that guy too. His name is Stefan. One of my favorite interviews of yours this year. Did you some yeah, yes, Stefan band or something. He was cool. Yeah, I actually yeah. have to have him back because um, he does a regular appearance on a on an actual radio show in Toronto, but he only gets five I minutes. Did my favorite part of that show because I didn't, I didn't know anything about this. Like, Me neither. Little, elitist little island. I never heard of it. Right. And hearing you and him talking about it, like honestly, man, sometimes the best parts of your interviews are like not about the so called truth, just talking about that kind of stuff. Like I never heard of that before. Most, like, you know oh, what? Yeah. Most people in Toronto don't even know about the island. You know, this is a big city, so most people in Toronto don't really get around out of their neighborhood. I'm sure it's the same in other big cities. They don't even know their own city. And Toronto Island is definitely a bit of a secret. It's an open secret that uh, most people aren't aware of. It, it flares up every right, now and then. You, since you mentioned the word Stefan, mm-hmm. so you interviewed maybe two or three months ago this guy called Stefan Verstappen. And That's the one. Him, That's the one. For stepping, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, but like when you interviewed him, I didn't know about. Like, I, I kind of forgot. Here's the thing: when I first got into this scene, there was a show called the Max Resistance Roundtable. Right, I remember that. Girl, the Mac, the girl, the host was a girl called Up North of the Forty Ninth. Yes, I'm the Forty Ninth is the parallel the, the, from the US to Canada. Yeah. yeah. So I, this is back before JohnLeBond.com. This is back before all of my stuff. This is back when I was like super green in the scene. And we had this guest called Max Verstappen. And this was back when um, there was like the main host and I was like the sidekick. I would wait for an hour and I would ask one or two questions of the guest and that was my whole contribution. 
But I, that was, I was happy to do that. I was just happy to be there. So when you interviewed Max Verstappen, like part of my brain was like, where have I heard this guy before? He was like literally the first person I ever interviewed. Now, I wasn't the main interviewer. I was just one of the panel. But he was like literally the first person uh, that I ever interviewed, you know, being a, a an alternative uh, speaker or interviewer or whatever. Like he was like one of the first people, you know? So it's a small world, isn't it? And I only realized this like halfway through your chat with him. I'm like, Max Verstappen. He was the guy. He was the guy back in 2014, man. And here we are. Eight but years that's later. another guy, though. That's a separate person, well, no? The, Max and Stefan are different people. Is that what we're getting? Yeah, at? I'm talking about Max Verstappen. I'm talking about the, the yeah. different interview. You, you interviewed him. Uh, yeah, I never heard of Max interview. Verstappen. What happened to him? Well, you interviewed him. It was a good interview. Oh, that was, was Stefan. Nice. Who's Max? Is it the same guy? Is that what you're saying? Sorry. Oh, is it Stefan Verstappen? Yeah, it's I a different it's Max No, it's a different guy. <laughs> no, no. The, the guy the guy from the island yeah. who was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He's a different guy to Max Verstappen. Yes. What I'm saying is I haven't spoken to you for like six months. Right. So since then, you've spoken to a lot of people. And uh, I enjoyed the call with a guy from like little island that I've never heard of. I also enjoyed the chat with Max Verstappen. Like, I never talked to Max Verstappen. I don't. I, I'm looking for him now. I never heard of him. He no, must, you did talk to him. That was Stefan Verstappen. Who's Max Verstappen? Max Verstappen. Stefan Verstappen. All His right. last name is Verstappen. He's a point of my story. All right. He's like a, uh, How many Verstappen? Okay, I got you. I yeah, got yeah. you. I was trying to figure out how many Verstappens would have been on fakeologist.com in the last 10 years. Yeah, well, there's only yeah, one. I don't know Max. I don't know him. I don't know a lot of these Canadian uh, truther people. And, and you said you've mentioned a female. I've I haven't heard of the most of these people. Where are they now? Are they still broadcasting? Well, hey, speaking of where are they now? Something I had to ask you before we uh, get to the end of the show is yeah, we got to wrap it up. Not, I'm not being smart ass too, dude. I'm not being a dickhead. What the hell happens to actually? Let me reword this so it's not loaded. What <laughs> happened to the trucker convoy? What happened? I, I don't know. I don't know what what the big deal is. That it 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 became way bigger than they anticipated. It was not supposed to be some massive thing, and it just turned out to be a three week affair that the people of Ottawa got tired of putting up with. But I think it made. I think it accomplished way more than anyone could have possibly expected. What did it accomplish? What did it accomplish? I think it got everyone's attention in Canada. Canada's a very spread out, very uh, divided, very disparate country that is not really unified in any way other than the fact that we all pay taxes to Ottawa. So the fact that they were able to rouse all that kind of support all across the country and concentrate it, get the media's focus for a few weeks, and then create this whole Emergencies Act controversy just to clear a few trucks from downtown Ottawa was was amazing. It, the fact that anything can go around the world in a way that I don't think was really planned, I know you can you can question that. I think it was an amazing accomplishment. It was just a unifying force and uh, probably will never happen again. 
Especially since they passed laws that you can't even what park your truck. I told you what it accomplished. It just, it's not going to stop the new world order, post nation state in Canada, but it just drew attention to the fact that there are more than five people in Canada that are against what's going on. That's what it accomplished. I don't think it. I don't think they really wanted to accomplish anything more. It it made a big impact on Canadians, and it went worldwide. And it's, it's still awareness. has it's, it's like awareness. awareness. It like still has people talking about it. Like um, it really did. the The Dutch farmers were spraying crap all over. What happened to the leaders? What happened to the leaders? Well, uh, we do have a couple political prisoners, okay. which should disturb anyone and everyone in Canada if they're real, which I think they are. So there's a couple guys. One woman and one guy that are still in jail. For what? A mischief charge and they won't agree to egregious bail conditions like they can't talk for a year. So I think that's why they're still in there. So that is happening in Canada. Now, most people think, good, we don't want big mouths talking about this. So they, they don't, they don't think it's a big deal. They think it, they, they, they side with the government. But if they really looked into it, they would be completely disgusted by it. So that's a real thing. I think it's a real thing. So, and one is Pat King, All right? And uh, Freedom George just got out, and Tamara Litch just got put back in jail because when she came to get a Freedom Award in Canada, even though she asked if this was going to violate her bail conditions, and they said no. And next thing you know, they changed their mind, so they went and picked her up in Alberta, which is many time zones away, and and. And put her in jail. And I think they're going to bring her all the way back towards the Ottawa area to harass her some more with lawfare. So these are pretty crazy things, if they're true. All right, Jay, am I coming through? Can you hear me? Am I coming through clear? Yeah, we're going to have to wrap it up. I want to ask you a question. I, I, I want to ask you a question from the live stream chat. Before I do, yeah. resisting the reset says, I agree they didn't accomplish anything, well, I but don't they had the chance to. I don't they agree just with that. lost the battle. And no. this, uh, this resisting the reset. He's a smart dude. He was there back when I was there back in 2014, back when the truth scene was uh, cool. Okay. He was one of the cool dudes. So That's I'm fine. hoping to interview him for a conversation sometime soon. So here's a question for you, Ab. The question comes from a stranger. He says, please ask Ab why. Why does he still do this? And I think he means the, the yeah. podcasting. Uh, after all he's seen, is his, what is his purpose after all this time? So I think the question is like, why are you still doing this, Ab? Like, what? You've been doing this for almost 10 years. I know, it's crazy. You, you, you spoke to a lot of people. Well, you were the very first person to speak to Mark Sargent. Of I know, of that was a really funny one. coincidence. You were the one who put Mark Sargent on the scene. I don't think Flatter so. Was part one, empty theater. You were the one, uh, <laughs> Ab, who put Mark Sargent on the map, right? And then you went and spoke to those two idiots in Canada. What are their names? Um... Bangle and Fred, or what are their names? Are? Oh, Dumble right. and Dread. Yeah, that's funny. Dumble and Dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about, funny. Um, transgender bullshit. That was you, funny. You've done a lot. You've done. I have. Done I've done a few things. things. I've done a few things. Yeah. So, so I, I have. Think, that, I think what that's very question is, What's his name? Stranger. I think Stranger's question is why. Does I do just this? enjoy doing it as a hobby still. That's why I'm kind of reticent to do it as a full time thing because I'm not. I think it would kick the the fun out of it for me. Quite honestly, so I just do it as a hobby. It's still interesting to me, and that's why I'm doing it. That's the honest truth. I really. It's a hobby. Yeah, for sure. It's still a hobby, and 
And when someone like Velasek comes along and uh, gives me a kick in the pants and says, why don't we tune this up and fix this up? Then, um, then it, it gives me new energy. And the fact that we are being, um, led into the new world order and the post nation state here in Canada, I think there's always something to talk about because this is a transition that probably happens once in a hundred years or so. And we're in the middle of it. So there's always something to talk about. And the fact is there's so many new voices out there. I like to highlight them, just bring my research. And I have the ability to listen to many things during the day. I just, I still like doing it because you know what? I still meet and hear interesting things. And everyone, well, dude, I certainly appreciate yeah. what you're doing. And I know it's getting late where you are, so I don't yeah. keep it up too late. I will say this though. When I saw Vela set and you chatting, I was, I was on the plane and it was, a, it was a very emotionally draining 11 days for me. That's all I'll say. Like I was happy to be on the plane on the way back to Bulgaria. So I'm sitting there on my seat. Listening to Ab and Velocet. And Velocet made a very cheeky remark, in my opinion, about how Marcus was saying, Oh, my family, we, we go for a drive in the car. We play my, my Thursday super shows and I want to turn the show off, but my family wants to keep the show playing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, and, and Velocet, God love him, God bless him, sounded a little bit skeptical about. Yeah, uh, me Marcus's too. Because. Most people who know what I know, what you know, what Velocet knows, what most listeners know, most of us, our families don't really want to hear this at all. Your girls now, uh, Abba, like they're full grown up now. Yeah. When I first met you, they were still, they were still kids, but now they're, they're full grown. Like you've gotten old in the time that I've known you. Like, do you still, like, is all this truth stuff still, so important to you? Like, do you kind of regret telling people what you know? Like, how do you feel about this stuff after all these years? Oh, no, I I think it's great to know because I, I was a media follower before. At least I know the truth of what's really going on and I can't believe I missed it all these years. So, no, I don't regret it at all because it's the real me. This is who I am. I walk the walk. I talk the talk. Um, and I'm really glad that I have been one of the very few people that my children know that have prevented them from getting the uh, clot shot. And I really am passionate about what, what is going on. I really think it's a real thing. It's a real depopulation. I don't, I don't agree that it's harmless. Like some, like maybe IPS might be, or might have thought in the past. I see real harm, real damage. I've known two people, two women that are under 40 that have both had all their breast tissue removed because <laughs> they have no idea why, but I think one can easily link it to this uh, lethal injection so that real people are getting really hurt and they don't even know it's happening to them. So I'm really glad I know and I do my very small amount and keep my little family protected. And even if they are kicking and screaming against me for doing so, uh, maybe one day they'll thank me when they see what's going on. So, um, I, 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 I think I'm glad I know what's going on and would I have known had I not been doing 10 years worth of research? Maybe, maybe not. But, uh, now that we can see the big picture, the depopulation, this, this real effort to hurt people and ad addict people to their, uh, their medications, their expensive medications and debilitate people and make them, uh, not live their 
their true healthy lives, um, I really think, and I'm really on a kick on that. And every time I see... All right, two more questions yeah. for me, because I know that we're running out of time. Two more questions for me, very quick questions. Yeah. So some people think that it's over now. The, like even Australia just yesterday just announced that even foreign visitors don't have to be vaccinated to get in. Like even Australia's... Oh, that's good. Well, well, it is good. To me, it signals that it's over. And I, I believe, Ab, that it's over now. I think the worst mm-hmm. is over and the world's going to just pretty much go back to kind not like, not normal, but like pretty much normal, right? That's what I think. Some of the people on my website, though, think, oh, no, no, this is like a calm, like a, the eye of the storm, like a calm, uh, I'm trying to say, like, like it's going to come back soon. So there's like this ongoing um, it's a discussion. plan. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's over, Ab. So my question for you is, no, I do don't. you think, this is my second last question, by the way. Do you think it's over? Like, how do you feel about what's happening right now? Is it over? Like, No, it's- no, it's not over. We're just in a relaxation phase. This is a 10-year agenda. This is a real hardcore. This is this is all or nothing. I've had lockdowns and shit like that, though. I think that shit's over, man. No, I, I, no I think you're going to see climate lockdowns. I, th- I, you know, I don't know what's happening in every single country. I think different things are happening where... They, um, they're really trying to get people away from internal combustion engines, which I'm not really against overall. I think it's possible, but, um, I really think that, uh, they have an agenda to carry out and it's going to, their goal, their, their first goal is 2030. They got lots of goals, 2050, where they really want to get people, they want to wipe out the middle class. War on the middle class, up to $100 million. So all those people, they want to make dependents so they can completely control all their activity. I think it's a, a plan to destroy the United States, which is a much harder job to do than, say, a controlled country like Canada or Australia or New Zealand. So I don't, I don't think it's over. And as long as we have most people believing in contagion and and viruses, then they can keep pushing this as hard as they want. And I think it's going to keep going. So no, it's not over. I think maybe the initial slamming the head against the wall phase is has been relaxed a bit, but it's three step forward, three steps forward and two steps back. So maybe we have taken two steps back, but they still got their one step and we're never going back. We're never going back the one step or they 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 did what they wanted to do, and I think it's it's the best way to to move people along is is literally three steps forward, two steps back. Because you you make it seem like you gave everything, back, but they didn't give everything back. They gave most things back, but they're going to take another three steps forward very soon, I believe. So it's it's not over. All right, all right. Last question, and I can come back. I can come back. And we can talk about this in more detail in the future if you want. Yeah, for sure. You're always welcome. Do you, here. Do you think? Do you think the the truth scene, I'm using the word truth uh, very liberally, but like just people like us, you and me and, and the listeners, we we don't agree on everything, but most of us agree the TV is lying. That part we do agree on. Do you think the scene is getting bigger, staying the same size or shrinking? I and think, whatever your answer is, why do you, like whatever I, your answer is, why do you think that? I think there are definitely more people waking up. They're not potentially waking up the same way we did but that's fine i think the i think this great revelation 
of the method, this great coronavirus hoax, had because everyone had to take a stand on is this true or not? Is the government lying to us or are they not? Every single person had to make that decision because they brought that decision right to the needle tip, right to their skin where they had to decide. Because if they think the government's lying to them, then of course they're going to resist getting this this surgery poking through their skin for sure. So I think there are definitely more people talking about it. I think it's going to continue to grow because a lot of people are going to see death and destruction around them and they are seeing it. They're not necessarily recognizing it. There are more people talking about it. I can't really keep up with all the people that are talking about it because there are more and more new people. I get exhausted trying to find uh, and read every single person. But uh, like, for instance, just this sheep podcast, they say they've been doing it for two years. So they've been doing it the length of the coronavirus hoax. So that's another podcast that's out there. There's many YouTube channels. There's, of course, all the new media like TikTok and Instagram that I don't necessarily follow. So there's tons of people talking that were definitely not talking two years ago. And they're even talking as deep as the whole Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, sustainable development, post-nation state. These are not things that the average person even today has heard of. And I have found quite a few people talking about it. So I think it's growing in a different direction. For instance, not getting a lot of people talking about the flat earth, 9-11, JFK. But because everyone is under attack by this uh, two things, mainly the the vaccine agenda and also the transgender agenda and the gender dysphoria plan to confuse people into not even recognizing why they're here on earth in the first place. I think those are two strong attacks and I think they are relentless and they're so therefore someone has to be here to resist it. So I'm here in my special way. All the people that show up on my show every day, they're here because they know that we should keep pushing back in our tiny little way. And hoping to diffuse this out there. So, yeah. If, if there wasn't well, bro, something... I want to yeah. give you the final thoughts. It's your show, so I want to give you the final thoughts. Before I do, yeah. let me just read out a couple of comments. Go uh, for it, JLB. Who used to be known as Press Reset Earth. Back in the day, he knows. He's just from Stella's... Who is this? Chat. Uh, his, his name is... Um, he now calls himself Resisting the Reset. Yeah, that's a good name. Press and he says, I think it's over, but another crisis will appear. Something completely different will just it will appear just as drastic. I get that perspective. What I'm thinking though, Ab and Press Reset, if you're listening, is 9-11 was 20 years ago. Then we had 3-11 and it was massive and it really sucked a lot of us in. It sucked me in big time. It could be 20 years till the next big thing. So my thing is why worry about the next big thing? Why even think about it? Maybe we have like 15 years of career. Let's just have the best life we can have in the meantime. Let's make plans. Let's uh, achieve things. I'm thinking let's not get stuck down in the fear of, oh, but the next thing's coming. Now, fuck that. It could be 20 years, man. I think, I think we're in the clear. I really think we're in the clear. And I think the next 10 to 15 years is going to be the best 10 to 15 years of my life, hopefully of, of many of you. That's what I think. Time will time. Also, let me read out Stranger. Stranger says they're too far behind with no interest or knowledge, it's something the normies of how fake the reality is. This information is not conducive to happily ever after for the mindset. Yeah, most of the normies don't need this information. They don't want it. It's not for them. 
I do not proselytize to the masses. And I think the cool thing about my website and Fakeologist and IPS and all these people is people come to us and they hear us. We're not knocking on doors, man. We're not knocking on doors. We're not trying to convert people. If they come to us, we speak, they hear us, they like us, or they don't like us, it's okay. We're not a church, we're not a religion. So uh, if people want to hear this, they can hear this. So, hey, Ab, massive thank you for having me. You've been uh, very uh, patient. You know, I've had a maybe a little bit too much of my rosé tonight, but I think... <laughs> oh, you're I, fine, John. You're well okay. Have I been well behaved? You've been fine. Sworn- oh, you're a good guy. You had you dropped sometimes, a few F-bombs. You mellowed out. Uh, no, it's it's fine. I swear too much. I, I definitely I, I want to have you back on a normal John LeBon. I'm completely um, straight up and sober and, and have a nice chat with you as well. But I don't mind these chats at all. This is great. Hey, I'll take you any way I can get you because you do a lot of promotion for the fakeologist. You do a lot of promotion for the Rick and Rolo and the audio chat. So, hey, any way you want to sh- appear on the show, you're more than, absolutely more than welcome. Dude, I was, at I was walking time. home. I went and got some dinner tonight. I was walking home listening to the latest Rick and Rolo. Yeah. And there was a clip at one hour, 31, yeah. where Rick was talking about how in Italy or Spain or whatever he yeah. was talking about, he's like, the word barista means man. He's like, barista is a male term. Oh, right. He's I like, heard that. Yeah. Human can't make coffee, right? He's yeah. like, Did you women like that? don't know what, what, what men want. He's like, only men know what men want. And I totally got what he meant. And then Golden Skidmark started talking about, yeah, I used to go to a place. There was this faggot who used to hang around. And he was always telling me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These guys are classics. I wish, I wish. Real talk with men. Yeah. I wish they had a producer who could like take like, you know, Joe Rogan does this. They mm-hmm. take clips of the show, upload it. Those clips get views. Then you funnel them into the big show. I That's think smart. That's smart. I think, like, I think Rick and Rollo, honestly, are very fun to listen to. I just wish they could drop their uh, negativity towards John the Bond because John oh. the Bond wishes no harm towards these guys. John the Bond has never done anything bad to these guys. If they could just drop their negative energy to John the Bond, I think they'd be better off. Because right now... Well, Rick, Rick's offered you a place to stay if you're ever up his way. <laughs> well, that's a funny thing, Vela said. It's ironic. John the Bond lives in Rick's head rent-free. And now Rick is saying John the Bond can stay at his place rent-free. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Well, John the Bond, uh, you've been fantastic. Yeah. Very interesting. We learned a lot. John.com. It's a membership-driven site. You have a lot of support over there. And I recommend everyone check out johnlebon.com and uh, follow him, support him, join his website. And Velocet, you've been uh, fantastic tonight. It was a, uh, we were going to do some tech talk, but you know, you, when you open up the phones, you never, you just never know who's going to show up on the fakeologist show. So this was not planned, but it was. I, I think we got off to a great start riffing and then yeah like we'll, we will pick it up where we left off though with some of the stuff we were talking about yeah I, I thank you Matt. if you go to fakeologist.com and go to the business card and um, how do they find out about the next live show from the main fakeologist.com website I guess streams or what, what do they click I, I just realized are we missing something from the blog page there's a link to live show on the menu Oh, right. Well, maybe, maybe we should highlight the live show on the business card somehow. 
because even I am a little lost sometimes on my own site. But yes, here we got live streams. And you got these gorgeous icons. I'm wondering if there's a place for them on the business card as well. Maybe. I don't know if that would add too much. I don't know. But uh, fakeologist.com, you can see the live stream on the right. And By the way, I love this is my last comment. I love the music. I don't know if this is Velocity's uh, idea or yours, Abs. I love this intro and intro. I think it's fantastic. Well, actually, it is from one of the first talk shows I used to listen to in the 1980s. And uh, I just satisfied with it. And uh, I just brought it back because I wanted to see if I still liked it. And it's still current today. So, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, if you go to fakeologist.com forward slash live, there is a Google calendar there. And you can see all the guests I have scheduled for the whole month. And this whole week is empty. So if we don't have anyone jigged up for this week, maybe Velocet, he's around. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll just do a little bit of back and forth. We'll see what happens. But it is the summertime. Maybe I'll come on and say hi, Ab. I have nothing to do ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, isn't that fun? Oh, post show with Sarah. Isn't that fantastic? Let's do it. Okay, post show. I've been listening. I've been listening to you boys all night. <laughs> oh, I love Sarah. Okay, well, if you guys want to go to the post show, there's fakeologist.com. Go to the no, audio no, chat. Jonathan.com members only. All right. Well, we have a free. Oh, gosh, the competition. Oh, my God. Sarah, you're being torn two different ways. Okay. Well, anyway, fakeologist.com forward slash live, fakeologist.com forward slash donate. If you like the show and want to see it keep going, that's where to go, fakeologist.com. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Velocet. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, John LeBond. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.